So Rob, what about you? Any any of the port adventures really stand out for you beyond the the canal transit? Oh, <laughs> at the top of my head. <laughs> Read the uh, notes. <laughs> yeah. When we went to Senior Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, and we are excited to welcome some new guests to our show. We've had some repeat guests of late, and we're excited to welcome some new guests. We're also excited to get beyond a string of episodes on other cruise lines and other cruise opportunities to get back to our love of Disney Cruise Line and a fairly, well, a very unique sailing aboard Disney Cruise Line. So let me start by welcoming our guests to the show, Guga and Rob. Welcome, guys. Excited to have you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We we found you because you have a really fun Instagram page and we were looking for folks to talk about a Panama Canal cruise. And so through a little search of Instagram, we saw your posts and have now seen your vlog a little bit. And so, yeah, welcome to the show. Excited to have you. Why don't we start with you have a cruising vlog. So obviously you are cruisers. You love cruising. What's your <laughs> cruising, we call it cruising background. What's your experience with cruising and the cruise lines you've been on? How many sailings you've been on? Why don't we start with you, Rob? I, we've taken 14 cruises so far um, between the two of us. Google, you've taken, what, four or five now? How many have you done? Seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> a little more than four or five. That was awesome. He was with me in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't remember. Four or five? No, seven. No. That's why I have to look at my notes because I can't remember a lot. So <laughs> it's just everything's running together now. So, you know, on Shipmate, we, we have an account over there. So I can, I'm looking at it and we have 14 past cruises from Disney to MSC to Royal Caribbean, Carnival, the, the major ones. But this last month, we had the occasion to be on three different cruises with Disney. What are the other two cruises that you did this past month on Disney? Uh, Fantasy in October, we did the Halloween on High Seas. And then we did the Wonder. And then after the Wonder, we did the Magic. So three different ships in over the course of a little over a month. Yeah. Now, have, have you been on have you been on the dream? Yes, we did the dream before the pandemic. 2019. Yeah, 2019. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go on all the other ones to see which one we like we like the most. <laughs> yeah. So you have hit your grand slam this year. And then are we do we have plans to go on the wish? Yes. Um, we booked that for next year, December. Yeah. So another, another maritime cruise. Yeah. Very maritime. Well, yeah. So we're excited to talk about this Panama Canal cruise. Sam and I have been on a Panama Canal cruise, but Sam, what year was that, that we were on a Panama Canal cruise? This was in 2008. Um, so it was quite a long time ago. And the reason I remember the year is because it was the year we were married. That's when we got to go on this Panama Canal cruise. It was on Celebrity Cruise Line, though, so not on Disney. And it was before we had our son, Nathan. So it's a different cruise experience that we had in 2008 than the kind of cruise experience that we normally have now. Yeah, very different cruise experience than the one that we have today. But Let's talk about your experience with the Panama Canal, because I am just so curious to hear what it's like now. When we went through, there was only one canal. Now there's two. And on Disney, this is a very different experience because this is with, as I understand, nobody under 12 was on your cruise because they weren't allowed to be because you had to be fully vaccinated. I see thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's let's back. Let's back up. Rob, you said it was on your bucket list. Like, you know, one. 
what, what, what about the Panama Canal attracted you? I think I know what, what attracted you to it. And Google, were you like, oh man, the Panama Canal, I don't want to go through that. I want to, you know, I want to get, I want to hit the, yeah. <laughs> no, it was like the most excited as well, because especially on a Disney cruise, because I've always like checked uh, what the, the Disney cruise has to offer on the Panama Canal one. And it was so many different experiences that it's only on that specific cruise. That's why I wanted to go the most. And Rob was like, he likes to go different places. And I think that's, you can answer that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, to me, the uh, Panama Canal, wanted to experience what it was like to go through a lock. Never, n- never experienced that before. Um, it, it's something new for me. It, Disney, I'm not the Disney fanatic or wasn't. He is. <laughs> Everything Disney, uh, as you saw, we just joined the vacation club. And we did that on the wonder. Oh, wow. So yeah, that that was exciting. And um, we had a lot of days to decide (laughs) whether it was worth it or not. Let's step back and provide some folks some context here a little bit about the the, the cruise. From a COVID protocol standpoint, the unique thing was that unlike the other sailings Disney has been doing right now, all passengers were required to be tested and vaccinated before boarding. And so... That really did ex- excluded at that point in time any children under the age of twelve because they were not eligible to be vaccinated. And Disney was pretty upfront about that and you know unapologetic about it as they needed to needed to be around it. And so th- those were the, the the big differences from a protocol standpoint at that at that point. I'm curious uh, just to sort of step back for a second. How many people were on board the sailing? Did you get an, an idea of the the capacity on board? It was eight hundred, Rob. Yeah, I have. Uh, I do. I do a blog on my own, by the way, uh, just for, just for my phone, so I can remember. Yeah, it's like eight hundred. Eight hundred. Eight hundred is tiny because that ship, I think, normally holds about twenty seven hundred people. Um, so that is tiny. What kind? Of, uh, so, what kind of stateroom did you have on board the the ship? You want to talk about that? Go ahead. We had a ocean view previously to go on board, and then we decided to upgrade to a veranda. On a, on, a, on a port, because I said, um, it's going to be the first time Panama Canal, 40 nights. We have to go outside and see. I'm not going to be happy just with a window. We were happy with the price when we got the window because we booked before pandemic, which we got a good deal of it. And the verandas, I think, were sold out or something. They were. And that's why we didn't get it. And then after that, and after all the changes with the vaccination and stuff like that, they put it up on sale again. So we decided to upgrade to a veranda port. And then I was very happy about it. Yeah. It wasn't cheap. It was cheap. Know. Yes, yes. yes. It was not cheap. If you're looking for cheap, you're not going to get it on Disney. Well, and you're not going to get it on Panama Canal Cruise sure. either. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when you pay... $2,500 per person just for the ocean view. I think it was that you said, mm-hmm. if not interior, I don't remember what we originally booked, but when, when you went to the veranda, it was additional, I think like $4,500. Yeah. For that. I say, $5,000. You can spend that on a, on a, you know, a, a sailing on seven nights on the fantasy, depending on the time of year. Yeah. 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 So that's not, I mean, for, to get in a whole extra week for that on the Panama canal, that's just such a unique sailing. I agree, by the way, on getting the veranda. Where that was one of the nice things that we had when we sailed was we could sit outside and watch things without having to sort of find fight for space on the upper deck. Although with 800 people, you, you might not have, have to fight not too so many much. elbows. Yeah, well, I still had to fight for a space uh, uh, during the Panama Canal thing uh, when I was in. Uh, there was no space at all, and then. 
social distancing thing. All everybody forgot. They were all together. Then they're all yeah. Everybody on deck four and everybody on deck eleven, right? Looking over the the side. Well, watching as you're going through the canal is is a pretty cool experience. We'll 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 get to that in a minute. But uh, so we know this was 14 nights. You remember what the ports or what the sequence of ports was for this cruise? Yeah, so we left out of San Diego. We went day at sea. Then day three, we went to Cabo, San Lucas. Day exactly. four, we went to Puerto Vallarta. And then at sea for three seven. days, I think. Then day nine is Panama Canal Transit. And then Cartagena in Colombia. And then Cozumel, I think. That was the last. And then Cozumel. Yeah. I think uh, there was day at sea to... and then Co- and two days at sea, then Cozumel yeah. on day 13. One of those sea days was supposed to be Grand Cayman, I think, but they canceled Grand Cayman. And then we had the last stop was Cozumel. And they did they did not stop at uh, Castaway Key on the way to Port Canaveral? Or they didn't stop this ship? Did this ship disembark in Miami? No, Yes. Galveston. 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 Oh, this was a Galveston. Oh, so that's why they only went to Cozumel and didn't go all the way. Because Going to Castaway would be quite quite far unless they were coming ending in Florida. Yeah, that makes sense. Lots of sea days, you guys. I love a good sea day. Yeah. All right. So we talked about the ports a little bit that you stopped at. Let's start with the, uh, any any of those ports stand out. Anything unique beyond the Panama Canal? We'll talk about the transit, but any of the ports stand out for you in particular? Maybe start with you, Google, since you're nodding your head vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about. I thought moving on, but like uh, uh, in Cabo San Lucas, we did a boat. Uh, there was to this rock, but it was a beautiful view. And it was supposed to be just like a boat ride towards uh, this. I forgot the name. What's the name, Rob? It's called the name of the the tour was Harbor Cruise and Scenic. It has a, like a rock, very beautiful rock that it's landmark in Cabo San Lucas, and we thought we were just going to see that. But for our surprise, we saw the first family of whales that was just arrived on that part of the ocean. So. Ended up being a, a whale watch, which was awesome. Yeah. It was like a, the most amazing surprise ever. Yeah. Do you know what kind of whales they were? Um, oh. Yeah, I don't remember. He said it. Did he I say? Don't I don't remember yeah. either. Sorry. Yeah, Sam, I think only people from Seattle kind of start to get into the what kind of whale were they? Right. You want to see us. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing orcas is like the, the golden goose, right? No, if they you weren't were... orcas. We can tell you. That. So uh, was it a humpback or gray whales? I think it was humpback. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's really cool. And like, like sea lions were following uh, and jumping out like all, all the boats it was like so nice to see. One thing that it didn't stand out was the glass factory that we did on the same tour. This yeah. uh, They took us like on a bus ride to this glass factory and a where you ended up like in the middle of nowhere <laughs> to see glasses and a, a, like a, a, I don't know. It was like kind they, of boring, boring. The blow when they blow through the tube, the glass stuff, but which I didn't see. Yeah, it was that. boring, but yeah. it's something we didn't enjoy much. But well, if you're ever in Seattle, check it out here because we are, we are one of the U.S. homes of glass blowing and it can get pretty interesting okay. up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The home of Dale Chihuly and his glass blowing studio is here. So yeah, that can be pretty interesting. We'll be there in April for a, our first Alaskan cruise. Ch- yeah. Chihuly Garden of Glass is a great place to go to, to check out some of the glass blowing here. So, Rob, what about you? Any any of the port adventures really stand out for you beyond the, the canal transit? Oh, <laughs> at the top of my head. <laughs> Read the uh, notes. <laughs> yeah. When we went to Senior Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> We've been there. We've been there. <laughs> okay. Well, you ask for a Coke Zero and they bring you in a, in a cup that's a little um, odd. <laughs> yeah, I could show it to you, but I don't want to say it. you have children. Family friendly Disney podcast. Yeah, right. So, so I'll show you that after we're done. But uh, yeah, that was something that was. No, he's just joking. 
Yeah, I Puerto mean, Vallarta. Did you like anything in Puerto Vallarta? Mm, so I'm gonna tell you a story in Puerto Vallarta. We went to this downtown uh, historic uh, place, and it was like really nice. I love to take pictures everywhere, so we did the pictures. And after that, the the bus took us to this farm, very far away. Mm. And there was like supposed to eat tacos and a free drink there and uh, do the um, tequila tasting experience. It was like very far dirt uh, road, like on a big city, on a big bus. Right. And they took into this woods, deep into the woods. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> like, am I going to make it back? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But it, it was first experience like that for us. The food was good. Um, we enjoyed it. it. It was just there were donkeys there was a donkey pen behind us and Google went back there to take pictures, which of the donkey and yeah. video. So, well, that'll be on our, our vlog soon, but, but they were starved. They were starved. Oh. And with, uh, like there was no water for them. And there was no food that they were eating sand, all the dirt around them. And then I complain about it because I cannot see anything like that is happening, like wrong. And then I, I have to say something about, especially with animals, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I went to to talk to this girl and said, where's the manager? Is there a manager here? And I was trying to talk in Spanish to this girl. And then she found me. She found me a, a person. And then she came to talk to me. And then I said that there's no food for them and they're thirsty. At least put water. This is very upsetting. And then he said, yeah, I'll put some food later. And I said, I'll make sure you put it right now because I want to see it. So he went to grab that and then he grabbed a hose and put like a bucket of uh, water for them. And they were like so happy. That's unfortunate. Yeah, because Disney would normally not pick a provider that that was at that. They had no idea probably about that. that Well, we did tell them about it. We told them. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. told them. Yeah, so they solved the issue like probably temporarily. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about, you know, I think we were mentioning at the front of the show that these 14 night cruises tend to be like Disney Cruise Line on steroids. You get more of everything, more shows, more food, more, you know, entertainment. Let's talk about the more. Right. So why don't we start with shows? It sounds like they didn't have golden Mickeys potentially, but what were the shows on board? And I, you, you did mention that there was a Broadway actor, which we, we know is kind of a staple for these longer cruises to, to do some special things there. But yeah, what was special about the shows on board, if anything? Like you said, a 49 you expect a lot of shows and entertainment at the plus, but like they, they were saying due to COVID, uh, it was a cruise that was just returning. Uh, one that is started operating just like a month prior to our, so they didn't prepare everything like within a month. So a lot of things were missing. Uh, we had Frozen and we had, which was the other one? Um, Beauty and the Beast? No, it was the Disney Dreams. Oh, yeah, Disney Dreams. So it was Frozen and the Disney Dreams and No Go They Mickey. Uh, the one that was amazing, they put the cast of the Broadway uh, actors from these shows all together. And they did a show like improvised with all of them singing the Disney classic. Oh, OK. I've heard of them doing that before. Yeah. It was the best show ever. Like I cried from the beginning <laughs> to the end. Oh, I love so that. It like, was beautiful, beautiful. So I love that show. Oh, uh, another thing that we uh, we met a group of a cappella, an acapella group from Orlando called Moonshot. And they performed as one of the main shows in the Walt Disney Theater. And after that, they they did a smaller show presentations on uh, at the at the bar, which I don't remember the name of the bar. Yeah. Uh, oh, like the not the Cadillac Lounge, the other one, the uh, uh, Azure. 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 Yeah, Azure. Yeah, they were so nice, so and such nice group of guys, and uh, we became friends with, friends with all of them. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any other show, Rob, or entertainment? Um, yeah, they they had a 
jump rope group that they they brought in from Orlando as well. I was trying to find the name of them too as I was scrolling through my notes here. Flight crew. Did they do any? Um, uh, when we were on the eleven night, they had a, one of the uh, a Broadway actor on board. He did talks and Q and A sessions and stuff like that. Did they do that on on this cruise with uh, any of the Broadway folks? Yeah, they did. They brought one Broadway guy. I was trying to find him too because he was he did a presentation, PowerPoint presentation, and then he actually sang a song at the end. I love I love the Broadway shows like uh, yeah. style. So I was expecting like to see a bunch of them, but I love. Every single show. The only one we haven't seen so far on all the Disney Cruise is the Golden Week is the only one that we haven't seen. And they were telling us they were rehearsing that show on our ship. And we're like, why rehearse it? This is a 14-night cruise. Just put it out there. I think they were cutting costs, to be honest with you. Were they were they running the shows multiple? I mean, because 14 nights, you're, you've mentioned three shows that they've run and then some variety acts like that. That's really gonna only going to take up seven days. With only 800 people on board, they don't really need to string them out multiple nights because they do two shows a day at least. But were they filling in the other time with like movies or something? Or was there really like a live production? Yes, they had movies. They had uh, the new ones, um, Chunch, yeah, the Jungle Cruise, what else? Eternals. Eternals. Yep. Encanto. Do they have Encanto on there? No, Encanto uh, became available when we did the magic right Right after. after. Yeah. So I saw I saw Encanto on a, on a magic. Oh, and they did a show, a variety show as well with all the the crew members like improvising. Like they put together like, like a talent show. Yes, yes. like a talent show. And oh, it was fun! So much fun. It was really really good. Uh, the, really good. the guys from the drink station, the girls that take care of the rooms, and uh, all they they did like something differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua, the the character manager, he sang like impeccably like so it was so awesome to see like such a good talent dancing groups and it was so much fun to watch everybody doing that and they had a blast like you could you could tell they had a blast what about the adults entertainment on board because i've you know 14 nights is a lot of nights for them to come up with some adult offerings was were the adult offerings there on this kind of a sailing how was the nightlife the nightlife was basically azure and they had uh, this show that the couple show that was like for 18 plus Right, match your mate. Yes, they had two nights of fireworks. Mess it up my head. Oh, they did. Oh, wow. They did one for the Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, the Christmas, and they did a pirate one. And the pirate one. Yes, you got two different shows. Yeah, for everyone. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. They did the sail away on this one too, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they They sail away. They did. uh, We did not have a sail away party on a fantasy, and then they we got a sail away party on a Wanda, and it was amazing. And we did not get a sail away party on a Magic. Yeah, we haven't seen one in a while. And the four, the four cruises we've done since they restarted, we have not seen Sail Away. Was it the Mickey hands? Like the, I forget what they call it, the waving yeah. of the hands? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That one's up on our website. Uh, sail Wave. That's sail Away. Sail Wave, that's right. That's right. And you can buy the big Mickey hand in for your stateroom, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that one is available right now on our YouTube page. So. Oh, cool. Well, let, let's talk about the canal transit for a minute. And then we've got to talk about food and uh, I've got a couple other categories here, but let's talk about the canal transit. Did they have folks on board to do any sort of presentations or talks about the Panama Canal or was it really just an opportunity to view the transit? Uh, they have audio. They were explaining on the audio and they, I think it was the cruise director or either the captain. I there was a guy, recall, but was, someone was like every every step of the through the Panama Canals, there was audio throughout the whole ship explaining where we were passing by. 
what did what did you think? What how was it? <laughs> Rob, this was your bucket list. What'd you think? I, I thought it was it was neat. I, I just I don't know if I'd do it again. I can understand that. We went through the new lock. So there was another ship that was doing the old at the same time that we were doing the new. So I don't even remember what ship it was, but it was a different cruise line. But yeah, I, I don't, it may be coming back, maybe going from Galveston to Westbound. Westbound. From Galveston to San Diego, like doing the If there were different way. stops or something, maybe then, but I definitely want to do it. Okay. Then that, that's <laughs> what we're doing. Uh, you're going to end up doing it. What's, what's the big difference between the new locks and the old? You're, you're going through transiting the same connection. Now they just have the enlarged, like a larger set from the old locks, basically. Is there anything else that's different about it? Um, no, like it, it's basically the same. It's just like look newer. They have a big new tower that mm-hmm. has like a Panama Canal thing, like name on it. And uh, yeah, it just looks better. And <laughs> the gates are pretty cool. Like they are huge. It comes one to lock and then it comes the, uh, another one is sliding down. You can see the sounds and everything. Um, you don't really think that I, I thought we were going to feel it, but you really don't feel it. You don't feel anything like going up or down. And like, well, it's like putting a toy boat in a sink and then turning the sink on drip and like slowly it gets there, but it's going to take a while. I, I did think the engineering behind it was pretty ingenious. And uh, the train, I don't know if they have the train system on the new locks or not, but they had the, on the old locks, they would hook the boat up to trains and the trains would have to keep the boat perfectly centered in the locks using ropes and such so that because there was so little clearance. And so they would, the railroad trains would basically pull the boat through the locks at each stage. And it was really, really interesting to see. No, no, it didn't have that. Yeah, I think it's a little uh, bigger. What was also Pretty cool is Trent made the announcement. There were ship big ships that were going through as well. They made they made them pull over so that we can go through. Disney got priority going through the lock, which was pretty awesome to to feel that you know feel a little bit more importance that probably because there's passengers on this one, but these other ones were cargo ships and they made them move aside like and it was awesome. I don't know you, during that time that like there are more cruises around like. No. Uh, pre-pandemic uh, they say like the cruises actually line up like but you see much of them uh waiting to go through uh we saw like two or three yeah but when we Maybe. when we got to the exit there were all waiting when i got out I, I woke up like at four in the morning to go up the deck to see everything everything packed as soon as i walked out we were passing under the bridge of america that uh that connects like south america and north america and it was like a beautiful uh view and then i went straight to the front of the ship and it was like a lot of people already there <laughs> i thought it was funny that on the one on one end there's a grandstand where people can go and just watch yes the ship's yes, going I, through i thought that was really interesting too yeah there's a lot of people there watching us. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Another thing that is cool on uh, on this crossing, the ship itself films the whole passage, and they made available for you to purchase the video. So we we bought the video as well. Like it looks so good. Like yeah, the something. yeah. What's it called? The word it goes fast through oh, time lapse. Timeline. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. time lapse. Yeah, yeah. But that's nice to have. That is nice to have. Yeah. I don't think we got that on our cruise. <laughs> I don't think they had that. Yeah. On our cruise. Uh, yeah. I guess our cruise is like pre GoPro. So <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> Just quick question with the, with the time lapse. So then w- what part of, is it from the front of the ship? Is it a view from like yeah. the front? of? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, the next the next effort will be a drone that follows you through the locks. That would be that would be fascinating. Yeah. My plan was to do my own time lapse, but I couldn't find a space because when I walked there, it was like a lot of people already. So I was I didn't get a chance to do it. But it was nice to have it because they they professionally did that. done. Yeah, professionally done. Yeah. Right. And nobody's gonna be blocking the view because wherever they put yeah. it up is a Very area neat. that guests can't get to. <laughs> Nobody can mess with their camera, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we we can't talk about cruising and we can't talk about Disney cruising without talking about food. And so <laughs> I think one of the cool things on these longer sailings, we said it, I'll say it again. It's like Disney on steroids. So you get you get not just the regular rotational dining menus, lest anyone think out there that what happens is you eat three menus and then you start eating back through them again. No, no, no. This is Disney's opportunity to bring you all the menus that they can they can muster. And so you get the rotational dining, the kind of ex- what I'll call extended rotational dining. And then you get into some fun stuff usually with like, oh, we got the Alaska menu tonight or the international menu or whatever it is usually. But what was the experience like with the food on board and kind of the breadth of menus that you saw. I'm, I'm guessing they didn't repeat anything, but but what was it like? Yeah, I don't think they repeated anything. Every night was a different cruise. And we did Palo on the first night of the ship. So I, did, I love Palo uh, on a wonder. I wasn't a fan of the food of the Palo on a magic though, but like everything on a wonder, I loved it. And a shout out to Ritesh. He was our waiter. Ritesh was our, our server uh, on a wonder, yes. Any, anything like stand out for, I mean, you've, you've, you've been on three cruises here recently. And so you've had the rotational dining and I think we're, we've, we've talked ad nauseum rotational dining, but any like new dishes or new menus that you're like, well, like, they have that, that's, that's really awesome. For me, I love Princess and the Frog and I love like the Louisiana kind of cuisine. And they had a special night with like the Bayou food. So it was like really nice to have like different things on a menu like jambalaya and uh, different kinds of shrimp and, and, and seafood. And he has the menu. Here. We have menus so kind of- from every single time. <laughs> <I see laughs> nice. nice. And you had the beignets, of course. You had yeah, to have the beignets. I love the beignets. Wow. Yeah, it was delicious. I love the everything on that night. That's a good that's a good point, actually. As you were in Tiana's, you had 14 nights. You had to be in Tiana's place at least four nights of that cruise at a minimum. Obviously, first night is probably the New Orleans menu and the show, but what like as I think about Animators Palette, for instance, animators, they've got two different shows they can they can run in there. I don't know what they what do they do in Tiana's if you're going in there three, four times? Like, do they rerun a new show and do they have a different louisiana menu or yeah what happens the first time i went to tiana they had uh louis and uh, they have a band and tiana introducing the music that's pretty much it like and the last uh, the second night we went to tiana's was like a regular night with nothing happening and the the third time we went there it was the mardi gras night and it was like with like costumes and beads and and the other servers dancing around it was like uh, crazy and the characters was there too from the movie tiana and louis and it was really nice so it was three different experiences even though the second one they didn't have anything yeah i liked it I, i'm not a foodie because I, I my my favorite thing is the steak <laughs> I, I know a lot of people who go on cruises like it's about the food and the the food was good it, it was good um was it great no not for me it was good I don't have anything to complain about because just for those 
those who've never been on a Disney ship before, if you on day one have a favorite food that you would like to be available for you, you have to ask them. Example, I love French onion soup, right? That's one of my favorite soups. They got it for me every single day for 14 nights. It was available to me. (laughs) I love it. So, um, And it's not on the menu 14 nights to be just for, for our audience. It's actually on the menu three nights. When I say three nights, because it's in Triton's or Royal Court or Royal Palace on the different ships, but it's on that first rotation, right? So so because you're rotating from around three restaurants, although I don't know if they had all three open at one time on yours, you might've only had two open at a time just based on how many people were on the ship. But typically that menu is always going to be in Triton's on that ship for three nights in a row, but with different guests each time. So yeah, so, but, but it's really easy for them to get those three nights. The other nights, not so easy because it's not being served anywhere. So they had to special, you know, make that for you, save it for you, whatever. I always tell people like your point is a really good one. If you want something, they'll get it for you. And a lot of times they'll continue to make it for you. But I always tell people also just beware of mentioning that you like something, especially on like a 14 night cruise, you may end up eating it for 14 nights in a row. And so, yeah, like our our server recently knew that I liked Beef Wellington that they had on one of the menus. And so one night he brought it anyway. Like it wasn't on the menu. He brought it. I was like, but I also like this thing I ordered and now I have two entrees and I don't <laughs> want to eat all this. So, and they will get, they, you, you, you know, we always joke that, you know, you want a guilt trip from your mother about not eating food. Just try to tell a Disney server you couldn't clean your plate. They, they walk away <laughs> like a they walk away like a sick puppy dog. Like, they oh my God, I didn't, didn't eat like the food. It. I didn't have a great experience. Like, I'm going to get a less than five stars on the comic cart. And so anyway, um, buyer beware. Whatever you drink on the first night is guaranteed to be there for the rest of the, the rest of the cruise. That much I can guarantee you. So, and they, here's another quick story. We, when we, our very first day, we went to Daisy's Delights and we had a chili, chili, beef chili. Was delicious. It was the best chili I've ever eaten anywhere. By far. And I, every time we went to after that, and they told me, oh, it's going to be here every day, which it wasn't. It was every day I went back. It, it wasn't there. So finally, our the restaurant manager, Robert, which is a fantastic guy. I mean, this guy is so personable. He said, I'm going to have it made for you again. So you just need to go to this restaurant at this time and it'll be there for you. And they have cabanas cabanas. Yeah. And they had a whole made for three people. Chili. It was, they took care of us. Let's just say Disney took care of us on this ship and it was greatly appreciated. Yeah. Uh, And then we became a fan. I did of Disney especially after that, because not every cruise line will do this stuff for you, mm-hmm. uh, go out of their way to make things better or, you know, or like you're a number. I, I didn't feel that way on this ship at all. I felt I felt like we were special taking care, taking of. care of, and it was appreciated. And we showed our appreciation to the people that, that made our cruise the, the lifetime memories that we have. That's, that, that's the important part. What you said at the end is, you know, so, so when I always tell people like, don't walk off the ship upset, talk to the crew member in the moment. And as long as you're being respectful and you're not asking for something crazy, like, you know, like we had a port stop on our last cruise that we got in late because a guest had had a medical emergency. I guarantee there are some people lined up at guest services going, I want a full refund on my cruise because we're arriving four hours late. And it's like, that's not the right thing, right? But if something is not working for you on the cruise, you know, yeah, speak up, let them know. And a lot of times they'll find a way to like make it a little bit better for you, right? Or if you like that favorite food, tell them. And then the, the key to success is just make sure that they know that was really appreciated. That, mo- that thing you did was just really nice. I really appreciate that. So yeah. I'm the kind of person that cannot keep my mouth shut. So <laughs> if I say something wrong, 
I have to say something about it. And Rob even made a comment like saying, oh, you're complaining too much. <laughs> you think like you're crazy or something. And I said, well, the only thing I don't want to is leave the ship unhappy or unsatisfied. So I, I make sure they know about the situation. So they made all this change things because I, I, I spoke about it. Like I told them how I felt and, and they did everything like, I wasn't expecting because if you go to a Disneyland park, a Disney World park, and then you're upset about something, there's so many people there and they don't care that much about solving the issue right there. And then they only can say, sorry, and then that's it. Because um, there's nothing they can do about it in the park. But then the Disney cruise is different. They, they're like taking care, they're taking more care of you like as a guest. So it's a whole different experience. Well, I mean, it does sit under signature experiences <laughs> for Disney. So it should be. I mean, the amount of money you pay to be on a Disney cruise is wildly different than what people, some people pay to go to a park. So I think that the level of service needs to keep up with the price point, especially when you put it into the the market of the marketplace of cruising in general. So, well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney vacations and just love, love, love our Touring Plans Travel Specialist. She waits on hold when we don't have time. She monitors cruise deals for us and rebooks to get us lower rates on some of the cruise lines that actually where the prices actually do go down, <laughs> like Disney Cruise Line. Uh, so she does watch those rates for us and rebook. She steers us toward cruises we would like and room categories and gives us suggestions. And so while we have our preferences, she's always there and available to help us out. And when we plan a parks vacation, it's just gotten so complicated of late with all the new genie technology and everything. Like I need to rely on someone who really understands what's going on. And she absolutely helps us there as well. So we love the folks over at Touring Plans. What we love most is that the philosophy of Touring Plans aligns with the philosophy of our own podcast. We're not out to sell you a Disney vacation. We're not travel agents ourselves. And so we just like to give our honest opinions and reviews. And I think you'll find the folks over at Touring Plans will also give you their honest opinions and reviews of different sailings and ships uh, and steer you toward the thing that they think is the best for your family. So Remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, especially when booking Disney vacations. Disney pays the travel agent at the time you travel. You're leaving money on the table. If you don't use a travel agent, you're certainly leaving expertise on the table if you don't. So we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. Head over there. Check them out. Touringplans.com slash travel. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. Palo. You mentioned Palo. Uh, just dinner. Did you manage to sneak in a brunch at Palo as well? Um, and how was it? I, yeah, we did. Do- we did both on the Wanda. The brunch. <laughs> well done, you guys. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I love Palo, and since the first time we went there, and every time every Disney cruise we went, we decided to book Palo the first night. So we did that in all the these cruises that we we've done. The server was amazing, so I just made sure, hey, you're gonna be here for the brunch as well. So he said <laughs> yes, and then we went back there, and uh, the food was amazing. What do you think, Rob, about the brunch? Oh, it was good. It was good. The like I said, the the the, the food was good. I didn't I didn't see anything as food other than the chili that I talked. About and the French onion soup just being there, yeah. But like I said, I'm not a foodie, so yeah, here's a morsel. Rob, I'll be interested to hear because I think you are the target audience for the Palo Steakhouse experience that they're putting on board 
the wish. Cause you're not the only guest we've ever had. Who's like, I'm really, you know, like I want a steak. I want a really well cooked steak. In fact, we have a guest who sells concierge all the time. And he goes to Palo just about every night just to order his steak, right? That's what he wants. I think you are absolutely the target audience are going for with this new Palo Steakhouse experience. So I'll be really keen to hear what you have to say about it. And I'll be there every single night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have to elbow a few people out of the way for the reservation, but yes. <laughs> That's okay because Google will be ordering everything else on the menu, yeah. right? Google? <laughs> yeah. You just need three more cruises between now and you're sailing on the wish and then and then you won't have any problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the pal. I had a steak in Palo. It was really good, like he said. But for those who don't know, other than Palo, you, when you go on a, particularly any cruise line, you can order as much food as you want from these restaurants. Whether you want three or four different desserts, it's all inclusive in your price. Not Palo. Uh, not Palo or Remy either. A lot of people don't know that. They think they can only order one thing from each, the appetizer and all that. No, you spend a lot of money on these cruises. They will they will bring you as much food as you want. Um, you get a chance to taste everything. Yeah, taste a little bit of everything. That way you, you get a true experience of the food on on each of these ships. And uh, they work hard. These, these you know, I, I, these crew members... The captains, the from everyone from entertainment, they work their butt off. And I am so glad that we can. I retired last year from the airport in Orlando for after 30 years. And I'm glad that I'm able to go on these cruises to help support the industry because they need it. These people were out of work for, for many, many, many months, and some still are. So um, when we can get out there and 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 help the industry, we're gonna do it. I love I love what you said just a little bit ago, though, about showing the crew that how much you appreciate when they do make those touches. Right. When they do go out of their way to make something right, that wasn't maybe great. Right. So when there was some experience that Google was unhappy with, complained about and but in a nice way. And then they did something made his concerns known. <laughs> but then they, but then the crew does something and maybe they don't do exactly what you were hoping for. But they do something else, like they send you a bottle of wine or they give you, you know, some stuff or, or, or they just come over and say hi to you and chat with you and get to know you. Uh, those types of experiences, I, I would say there are some on some of the other cruise lines, but I think Disney does it just a little bit better than everybody else in that. that. I will say this. They also step in and do a lot, even without the need to say, like, like I think about the experiences we've had recently in dining with Nathan, where the guy's going over and doing magic tricks and telling riddles to him and, you know, all this sort of stuff. Entertaining and him. Entertaining yeah. him. Cut, cutting, like he, they didn't do it on the last cruise, but they typically do like, cut up their steak for them so that you can enjoy your meal or whatever it is. So it's like, or the one woman that we met on board, I forget which ship now, if it was the Wonder, but she sent a little something back to the stateroom for Nathan. It's just kind of like a nice little surprise for him one night. So it's like, it's those little things that I agree. I, I, we never saw that on celebrity or we saw very little of it on celebrity and only because we were sailing in like some high end suite class category, right. Or paying a lot of money to go to that restaurant that my dad liked to go to every evening. Disney just, sometimes they just do stuff just because you love, uh, we just had some guests on who the daughter, right. She loved Broadway. She loved stage production. Mm, me too. She mentioned that to, to someone on the crew, I think the entertainment director. And so he said, well, we're doing this special thing, platinum guests. And I know you guys aren't platinum, but why don't you come in? You can sit in the sound booth and, and watch this, right? And that's just cool. I mean, that is just objectively kind of fun. But then the other thing, like I was saying, is, you know, what Rob said is making sure the staff know that you appreciate what they did. And the way that you do that, I think, is twofold, right? You can do that by 
putting their name on your comment card or giving them a shout out on Twitter or something like that to the company you're telling their manager right there how the awesome. comment the comment card is the we have found out the comment card is the most important but if you have a particularly I good interaction like and we did that yes. I couldn't find space enough on a comment card <laughs> yeah but the other way to do that is to talk with your wallet right the other way to do that is to give that person an extra tip to say thank you because these are people who are working really really hard Often they're coming from countries where they're not able to make the kind of living that we here in the United States can make. And they are dependent on not just their crew salary, but on those tips to, you know, to survive and to, and to um, support their families back home. So that's something I think that this is the, the biggest tip that I can give to people out there in the world is when you have great service, you show them with your words on that comment card and you show them with your dollars. Yes. Yeah. And, and here's another tip is um, what we found out is they don't have an ATM machine on board. So bring cash. If you want, if you want to tip people who are not, not in a tip, tipping position, right? Yeah. Like the, tr like Trent, for example, the cruise director went out of his way. We really wanted to, uh, yeah. So something, something more, I wanted to give him more money, but you, you couldn't, if you didn't have cash. So we went to um, the store to look for a gift card. They don't have gift cards in the stores. So we, we bought him something and put it in a, one of those Disney bags. And I and wrote gave down a letter him. for him and, and we headed up to him like as an appreciation. And yeah. Him and Joshua as well. Uh, we, did, we did to Joshua as well, the, uh, the character manager. Uh, he yeah. was be, uh, above and beyond. Uh, so they were so happy when, the, when we handed those gifts to them. Uh, we were like uh, uh, upset because we couldn't do this this money part of it because we spent the whole money and there was no ATM. And then they said, you can't write down a check. And then I was like, Rob was like, who brings a checkbook <laughs> on a cruise? Oh, funny. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. If I think if they're tippable, you can probably up it on your bill. But what you're talking about are folks who aren't otherwise tippable. Yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely did like with the servers and head server and everybody. We, we, we gave them more so than much. Yes. Yeah. I just want to say one other thing about appreciation. I, I believe in this so much that we created a Facebook page. It's called Cruise Staff Appreciation. It's a group. If you go there, you don't have to answer any questions to get in. There's right it's now like 75 members right now, but they're posting pictures and their experience and saying thank you to the cruise staff. That is stood out for them. Right. And and we're doing it too, as well as a bunch of our friends. And I believe in that. Let's just, let's just start posting all the appreciation for all these cruise staff that work their butt off to make your vacation the best it can be. And um, that's, that's the other way that we we've contributed to, to, and, and that, that page will never, ever be used for anything other than that. That's the only, so that's really awesome. That's really awesome. Cruise staff appreciation, and I have just joined the group. Thank you. <laughs> right here on my phone as we're talking. Feel free to post like crew members, your meeting, whatever you want, you yeah. whenever you want. And they would like to see that too. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> every cruise we go on, we tell them about this and get them to join so that they can see what people are saying about them and appreciating their work and, and so forth. And it goes along. They all are very appreciative of that. So I love that. What a great mission. I love it. Well, the other place I wanted to just touch on real briefly was merchandise because this was a special cruise. I think I have a Panama Canal sailing t-shirt from the character warehouse from 20, 
2021, no, 2020. No, 2020. 2020, the, the year we shall not speak of again. And so did they have special merch? Because it's been pretty light on some of these Halloween on the high seas and very merry time cruises. It's been pretty abysmal. And so I'm just curious, did they have some good special merch or not? Just a shirt as well. The only different thing, Panama Canal was this, this shirt. 2021, Panama Canal shirt, yellow. Yeah, they made one we bought for us, but it was the only special merch they had on board. That's the first, the first thing we do is hit the is the hit those shops, right? Because <laughs> well, yeah, and and I don't know if you can we we have a ship we buy everyone. So every one of those ships, uh, I, I've got them, I've got them over my shoulder. You can't see them, but yeah, they're back there. <laughs> we also buy the the statues from every single film. the statues. Yeah. I by the exact same the ship and the statue for each ship that we've been on we're yeah. going to be great friends i can tell already <laughs> so that's your so those are your souvenirs your favorite souvenirs you would say the the ship and this and the statue well there's one there's one other one. Oh, what's the other one okay you know that the on your bed that you get on that blue comfort the runner the runner yeah i use that more than i did the other <laughs> the actual because it's so soft it. right so you know, I, I said, what do you guys charge for these? They don't sell them. You can't buy them. Uh, and if it, you take them home, they'll charge you like $300. Yeah, close to $300. Yeah. I don't want to be on a list of, you know, somebody who stole from Disney. No, no, <laughs> no, thank you. So just by luck, we happen to pass by the shop and they put these other, they call it a blanket for beach blankets. A beach and throw. it says Disney Cruise Line on it, which these other blue things that I'm talking, runners don't have that on there. I bought one of those and I'm using it on my couch now. It's <laughs> awesome. It's just, I don't know. It's just the feel of Disney when you, when you see this stuff, it just makes you happy and smile. And that's another one of my favorite things that we got. Well, Sam, do you have any more questions about the Panama Canal cruise or Rob Guga, anything that we missed that was like a big standout for you on this cruise? Well, the photographers. Oh um, yeah. I oh met, yeah. I want to say, Hey, to Desiree, she was amazing. How many pictures did you end up with? I close to 400 pictures, uh, only the photographers, but like, plus my phone was like <laughs> nearly a thousand pictures, but yeah, they were like, I didn't even need to tell my room number or anything. They already knew me. So it was like, we became friends and they were like, Hey, you're going to take this picture. I was in every single character meeting. <laughs> I love it. So, so, yeah, I love them so much. Like, all the photographers did a great job, amazing job. They've they've really stepped up their game with the photography of late on the ships since they made the transition away from kind of the third party shutters arrangement they had. I mean, those photographers are working a lot harder around the ships than they they were previously. So it's 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 a really great service now. And then just a quick side note to Willie and Rebecca, your record stands. What was it, seven hundred and something photographs? They Sam? got I can't remember how many, and they they were only on an eight night cruise, and they it was crazy the number <laughs> of photo- photographs they got. Well, yeah, Willie was- Willie is a finance guy, and so he was doing. The math and he's like i thought we can get these things down to uh what under a dollar a photo under or something a dollar a photo <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what his goal was <laughs> under a dollar a photo yeah well before pandemic when we did the dream for example i took uh justin castrake nearly 300 pictures because there was photographers everywhere and characters everywhere so there's less meetings and less photographers now that's why like you can't but it's still a lot of pictures were taken that's a lot of pictures Honestly, we haven't gotten the photo package since the restart of cruising because we, with the less photographers and less character meet and greets and whatnot, I haven't taken that many photographs. And so we haven't gotten to a point where it's made sense for us to think on the last cruise we went on, I bought two pictures and that was it. So I bought the individual pictures. 
which is still like, I mean, it's like $20 a picture. It's a lot of money. But if you do go around to every character meet and greet and go to all the backdrops and all of that, which we didn't do, it really can be a very good value. It's just a matter of balancing that, right? And it does take being there either before or after dinner and you know, making the time to fit those in, which you can do a, particularly on a longer cruise and when you have all those sea days. So that's really nice. I, I just want to just on a side note as well is the thing, you know, that we've been dealing with for the last several years of, of political stuff that um, no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, when you go on a cruise, nobody talks about that stuff. Nobody cares. It's all about everybody coming together and being friendly and having a great time. You're on vacation. Nobody cares about that stuff. And we met so many great people on this cruise. Like, uh, example, on a Tinder, we, we met Bailey and Katie. It was their honeymoon. Um, they now follow us. And we want, you know, they were such a young couple and they're so nice. And like we said, like Moonshot, um, they put this group together, acapella group from Orlando that we've now become friends with. And then there's um, Willie and uh, Raquel. Uh, we've become friends with them uh, just by Willie, who's who's an older lady who asked Google. She's been 98 cruises and we start talking about that. And we took a whole afternoon talking about cruising. <laughs> and he just visited her in Los, a, in Los Angeles. Yeah, right? I just went to visit her in per, like again and when I was in L.A. Last Brought week. her some turkey legs from Disney because she loved her. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking on a wonder how much she loved the, the turkey legs at Disney. And then and when I was in LA last week, I said, I called her and I said, Hey, I'm going to Disneyland. Want some turkey legs? <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Kuga. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and then we met these, this couple here, Vivian and Lance. Um, Lance is a uh, retired military. And we talked to him for, he was in the army for 23 years. And he, is, he was, he was talked to us about this story about him during COVID being on a ventilator and made it through that. And we made such great friends. Just that's another reason we wanted to take cruises. Just get away. The from crew itself like became family friends. Like they're yeah. so nice. Uh, I was talking about uh, with Jeremy, one of the actors, a uh, brother actors from the show. And then he said that Frozen is going to be out of wonder now. And then the Golden Mickey is coming back. So I was like, oh my God, now I'm going to have to go on that one. It's because every single you keep missing the Golden Mickeys. Missing Golden Mickeys. <laughs> and I did not know the wish was having that Palo Steakhouse. Did not even know that. So, yeah, that's going to be the it's going to be Palo Steakhouse. And then the other restaurant that's replacing Remy on that ship is Enchante. And so, and that's going to be, you know, all of its sort of Beauty and the Beast themed that whole area is going to and then the bar as well is going to be i think the the rose i think they call it it's going to be a beauty and the beast themed bar so yeah it it's like it, it'll be sort of a lumiere and cogsworth theming apparently looking forward to listening to your previous podcast as well well this is the great thing that we we've had from our podcast, but also from cruising is the people that we have met, right? So we love doing this because we meet other cruise enthusiasts like like you guys love sailing, not just on Disney, but we even even folks who've sailed on other cruise lines, but have this joy of cruising. And typically this this love of Disney as well kind of weaved into it, which is obviously the the thing that we really love. All right, Sam. Well, with that, I think we are ready to move on to our rapid fire round. So why don't you take it away? 
I am speed. Uh, All right. Okay, so Rob and Guga, this is rapid fire. This is an opportunity to ask you your favorites. The only rule to rapid fire is there are no rules. So we'll we'll start with who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Guga. Mine is Stitch. Rob. Mickey Mouse. What is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? We'll start with Rob. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> All right, pass. Go to Google. Uh, well, I like Alice in Wonderland, Little Stitch, and Coco. When you go to Alani, Guga, they have a Stitch statue that people make little offerings of their lays to. They put their lays on top of, of Stitch. It's really fun. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you will love that. All right. What is your favorite Disney Cruise Line ship, Guga? I'm going to say the fantasy. Rob? Dream. What is your favorite onboard show, Rob? Disney Dream. Guga? Mine was Believe. Yes. <laughs> It's a good uh, one. Mary Poppins, when I saw her, like, I was, uh, was <laughs> I cried. I love Mary Poppins. And that 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 part of the show is is really great. All right. Favorite onboard activity. Google, let's start with you. Pictures with characters. <laughs> That's a great one, Rob. Relaxing in my stateroom. <laughs> All right. That, that, Brian's a big fan of that, too. I'm, I'm more like Google. I'm running around doing everything, meeting everyone. Uh, favorite rotational dining restaurant. Google, let's start with you. Jesus, so many. <laughs> I'm going to say Animator's Palette. That's mine, too. And then last but not least, Bucket List Disney Cruise. Google, let's start with you. I have two, a Nordic Disney cruise, Norway, Denmark, all the way up there, and the westbound Panama Canal. So <laughs> mostly this Nordic Disney cruise. We will be we will be on that. So if you want to join us, September of 2022, we will be cruising the Norwegian fjords uh, without our son. We don't have anything in September next year. Well, <laughs> how about going to Europe twice? Yeah. <laughs> in October. Have a look at that. Yeah. Rob, what's your bucket list? Japan. Ooh, that would be a really cool we're, one. We're doing the Nor- in Norwegian Sun uh, 12 night Japan Tokyo round trip on um, April 13th in 2023. Yeah, if they Disney did that, I know it'd probably be mo- a, a little more. <laughs> a, little more. <laughs> a little more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would love to Definitely do that. I have one more rapid fire question for you both. Most unique or or maybe just Google. I could, Rob may have been sitting in the room during this time. Most unique character that you got to meet on board this cruise because they typically do some pull out some pretty unique characters for these longer sailings. Oh, well, I guess it was Louie because I haven't seen Louie ever again in the theme parks like from Princess and the Frog. So I was excited to see him in the restaurant. I got to because he's just walked by without taking pictures, but I got a chance to take one like while he was passing by and then I, I was very happy about it. Yeah, Louie. Yeah, that's a good one because that he is the only place you can find him on the cruise line or parks, as far as I know, is in Tiana's place. Yeah, I think that's the only place you ever see him. What I've seen him before, but I didn't get a chance to take a picture because I didn't do was the uh, Disney runs here. Oh, yeah. Marathons, uh, they have like special characters during the marathon. So, yeah, I've seen people taking pictures with him there. But that's a good point. If you are a character fan, run Disney. If you do some of the longer distance runs, like you're going to see some crazy. Yeah. And you get some really unique ones. That's a good point. Google, Rob, before we wrap up, why don't you remind folks where they can find your your vlog and 
follow along with your amazing travels? Yes, definitely. I mean, there, there's the easiest way is going to googaandrob.com. It takes you right to our YouTube page. And the same thing for Instagram. It's just Guga and Rob. G-U-G-A and yeah, Rob. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Good we, point. We'll put it in the show notes. We, we will link to it in the show notes. But uh, thank you so much to both of you for being willing to come on and share your amazing uh, experience aboard your Panama Canal cruise. And we look forward to hearing even more about your future cruises. And so thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, thanks for, having for having us. us. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, hope you enjoyed hearing about this really unique sailing aboard Disney Cruise Line with Rob and Guga. Uh, the Panama Canal is always a unique sailing because it's only offered twice a year, once eastbound, once westbound. But this year was especially different just because of the vaccination requirement. So there were no kids on board or no kids under the age of 12 on board. So made it a pretty unique and sounds like a pretty low capacity sailing. So glad we were able to have Rob and Guga on to talk about that. You should definitely head over and check out their, their vlog and their Instagram. It's a, a really fun conversation collection of their travels and uh, we look forward to hearing more from them in the future about their sailing so just want to thank them one more time for coming on and sharing that experience with us with that i do have another five-star review that i want to read on the air this week this one comes from c80mf14 so no way to phonetically pronounce that one but uh this one reads best dcl podcast out there brian and samantha have a passion for disney cruise line that's almost hard to beat thanks for sharing your enthusiasm and positive energy with the world well we really appreciate the review and we will keep sharing our positive energy and keep putting this podcast out as long as folks are listening to it and enjoying it and finding value in it. So let us know if you are finding value in it and if you're enjoying it by heading over and leaving us one of these five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we really, really appreciate the reviews out there. So thanks again to this reviewer for their review. With that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. You can also head over to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for more of our content. I am still working on videos. They are slow to come because we have day jobs. <laughs> if you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also join our DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and join one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there. Or you can browse to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. <laughs>